Welcome to this episode of Head in the Box. I'm your host, Murphy. I'm joined by Kellen Watson. And today we have Jessica Thomason, who is an exceptional human being um, and is busier than probably most world leaders are. Um, I've got a list of things here. I can couldn't possibly say them all or we would be sitting here for about an hour. But Jessica is a manager of Echo Mountain Recording Studio. She has Asheville Music Professionals, uh, a really cool festival that happens here in Asheville called Connect Beyond, which we'll get to. Um, book clubs. She was Entrepreneur of the Year 2013. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jessica Thomason. Hi, thanks for Hi. having me. Thanks Hi. for coming. We did it. Um, <laughs> so uh, today we are going to be talking a little bit about some of the many things that you're involved in. Many hats you wear. Many hats okay. you wear. Um, let's talk about Connect Beyond. Uh, I feel like that's coming down the pipe. I know you have so many cool, exciting things that you can't really even necessarily talk about, but we will just kind of touch on it. Maybe tell us a little bit about what Connect Beyond is and sure. what your goals are with that and yeah. what it is today. So I first I want to start by saying, you know, you said something about me being like the busiest person you know, and my friend Doc Klein, who's the reason why I moved to Asheville oh, 25 yeah. years ago, Doc has this saying, which is, we're all going to be busy for the rest of our lives. The question is, busy doing what? Right. Right. So right. I also, you know, I'm busy binge watching TV shows and, you know, <laughs> it, it just, it's just, it's funny because it's like the idea of being busy. It's like, I feel like we're all busy. It's just, mm -hmm. you have kids, right? Mm -hmm. That's a yeah. whole other element of busy that I'm like, I get home from work and I'm like, what am I going to do right now? Well, like, you, do I, do I watch TV? Do I take the dog for a walk? Am I yeah. going to, you know, whatever. How so, many yeah. dogs do you have at the moment? Say, you have kids too. They're I just... have three. I actually said that this morning. We yeah. had that conversation. Charlie and I were like, we have, you know, we have babies. You do. Just fur babies. It's true. Uh, okay. But anyways, so Connect. Yes. Connect Me On Festival is about storytelling for social impact. And so the best way that I describe it to people is it's like a TED Talk meets Tiny Desk Concert meets Sundance Film Festival. Awesome. And Sundance Collab is one of our, has been one of our partners in the past and hopefully will be in the future. So it's really about giving, uh, you, you know, using different type of types of media, entertainment to create some sort of impact either, you know, personally or on a social level. And part of that's because I've been so moved by books that I've read and movies that I've watched. I mean, really, it's and it's funny. I have a funny story about how like the movie Armageddon like changed my life, which is not was never meant to be something like you know wasn't meant to be this impactful film. It was there's just probably like, about a hundred people out there who were moved beyond. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That so Aerosmith like, song right. really got oh. to you. Oh, you know, man. and I am a huge Aerosmith fan. <laughs> that is also a thing. Like, yeah, yeah trust me. Uh, and it's a great movie, though. Yeah, it is. It has all it the is. qualities: love story, high yeah. stakes, yeah, action packed. It was the father-daughter relationship between yeah. Bruce Willis and Liv Tyler that did it for me. But, yeah. but you know, like, so there's just art can be so impactful. And I just had produced so many other things and events, and I and I love to throw a party. That's fun. But I was doing some things and just watching people get completely wasted at events I was doing, and just I was like, "What am I doing? What am I using my my skills for?" Is right. to busy like, doing work. what? Yeah, busy doing what? And so I really wanted to create something 
that was more meaningful, Mm -hmm. you know, and also use the festival as a platform to show that we're not that different from one another and that, you know, the difference, you might be able to see a story about someone that you had no idea, you know, you had your preconceived notions of how these you know, this, these group of people are, or something of that sort. And then realizing like, oh, at the end of the day, you're a mother, I'm a mother. This is somebody fighting for their kids. And, but I had this whole different idea of what, what life was like for these, for these folks that I don't know, because I don't have that experience, Mm -hmm. right? you know? And so that's, that's why I wanted to create it was that. And also, you know, giving a platform for underrepresented voices in media, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that's such a, that's such a thing, right? It's Mm -hmm. like the people with the privilege are the ones that get to, get the microphone, they get the stage and things like that. And there's so many wonderful stories that we can just learn and grow from if mm-hmm. we just give people an opportunity to tell it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing I love about Jessica. You're a big philanthropist. Like you've always been doing service work in some way or another. Service is my love language. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. and I feel, and that's, that's really important to me. That's, that's, I don't feel that there has to be this dichotomy between business and philanthropy. It's for me, it's a yes. And it's yes, yeah. we can be successful in business and we can help lift others up. Right. So rising yeah. tide rises all ships. So it's just like, that's, that's always something that's been that's from here on out. That's like all I want to do. And it's when I get asked to produce other things, which I do from time to time. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't have some sort of impact, I'm not interested. Yeah. Well, that yeah, was yeah, one yeah. of my questions here is like when you're being asked to potentially put your energy into another endeavor, what are some of the, what are some of the things you have to weigh before you can make a yes call on that? There, I mean, that's the first one, right? Is because the one thing that we can't get back is time, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, and time is precious, right? And how we spend it and who we spend it with. So that's always the first element of it is, is what, what sort of reach is it going to have? What kind of impact? Because I don't want to just produce, right? I have, I have nothing against Coachella or Mm -hmm. Stagecoach or, you know, Bonnaroo, all these things, right? I, I used to be a part of, I used to work with AC Entertainment and that does Bonnaroo, which, well, now Live Nation, but, you know, and I, and I love all those things. I mean, I, I still. There's plenty of those There's plenty of those. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just not where I want to put my interest. Right. Right. And so there's plenty of people who do that really, really, really well. Big, 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 big acts, high ticket prices. Yeah. And that's great. You know, and, and there's, you know, and that's great. But if it's like, if somebody's like, can you help us? do a fundraiser and this is what it's for, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that, that sort of thing, a mm-hmm. benefit concert. Like I worked with yes. Gladys Knight, you know, and, mm-hmm. and produced a benefit concert for her yes. and her husband, William. And, and, you know, things like that, like my latest project that I've been working with is out in Los Angeles and it's an apprenticeship program for kids from underserved communities. And so oh. I just produced their first alumni event with a bunch of youth as well as a four youth by youth event. So I worked with 18 young people to help them see their vision for their peers of a day of professional and personal development. And they were like engineers and filmmakers. Oh yeah. It's it's like the apprenticeship program. This, this woman I work with June Beha is incredible and her it's Beha group is the name of her organization and the apprenticeships called work wonder. I mean, I did the research. I mean, yeah. these kids are already doing yeah. something. I mean, yeah, it's pretty effects. incredible. It's been around for five years. And so and they, it's a paid apprenticeship program, right? And so one of the things that June recognizes is that there's a serious gap between the opportunities for experience that 
youth have mm-hmm. and what even entry level positions are expected to have in terms of experience. Yeah. And so there's there's a need there, right? And yeah. so so that's but basically what June's created. And so the the and it's not it's it's such a range of things that the the of the programming for the apprenticeship. So it's everything from finance to CRISPR, you know, DNA sequencing to PR marketing, music production, storytelling through film. I teach event production and planning, uh, intro to engineering and design. You know, there's a lot of different avenues for these uh, kids to explore. And they're all like rising seniors from a couple of different districts. And hopefully the plan is, and, you know, I'm staying on with them. We just did this event in January and I'm staying on to continue to produce that, but also to, to grow their alumni network, right? To continue mm-hmm. to pr- provide opportunities and resources for these young people who are like 18 to 25, mm-hmm. right? And expand their network, right? Because that's the thing. It's it's relationships are important. So I teach everything from networking to how to build meaningful relationships in business mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that sort cool. of stuff. And then, and then help bring other people in to teach them and give them opportunities and resources. This is what you're best at too, as also playing into the title of Connect Beyond. Like you have always been someone who connects people really well. And one of the the groups that you organize is Asheville Music Professionals. Mm-hmm. And that, it kind of is similar in a sense. I feel like it, yeah. it's give it's educating all oh, yeah. of us, you know, yeah, musicians so, who don't really think about that, those details when it comes to business. Yeah, so yeah. I, you know, I co-founded AMP. I, I think it was almost nine year, eight or nine years ago, yeah. and it's a nonprofit with the mission of providing education, advocacy, and connection mm-hmm. and collaboration within the music community in Western North Carolina. And there was a need for that, right? And so we would do all sorts of events, you know, in terms of some of them would just be networking and and people meeting each other. We did a, lots of educational things and. Mm-hmm in terms of copyright and publishing and uh, marketing workshops and, you know, how to solicit press to songwriting workshops and partnering with the Bluebird Cafe and mm-hmm. producer mm-hmm. engineering panels. And just a, it, and then also, you know, during the pandemic, we sort of shifted our focus and worked on feeding people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we were working with uh, Hera's Cherokee Center downtown and working, Make Noise was a partner right, in that. Yeah. And Sierra Nevada was a partner mm-hmm. in that. And so mm-hmm. basically doing CSAs for people. Uh, Ingalls was a partner giving out giving out Ingalls gift cards, things like that, just helping, you know, because we were hit, I, we were the first to go and the last to come back in terms yeah. of live music. So, yeah. you know, and, and then also being a part of, of helping to design the new noise ordinance that was changed and working with the city on that. Right. So I spearheaded that and represented the music yes, community wait, with that. Can you t- give me the update on that? What's the current status of that? I mean, it's, I chair the noise advice. Actually, I just until Monday, I chaired the noise advisory board. I now moved down to vice chair. Cool. Um, and so, which is essentially the board is there to see if the, the noise ordinance, which has been in effect for going on through, you know, this is the third year, yeah. right. just making sure that it's effective and that it works for everybody, works for the music industry, works for right. residents. And, you know, there's definitely some debate on that, depending I know. on who you ask. It's just such a weird topic to me because... The, it's not easy, right? No. And I, I always, like, that's one of the, always been one of the challenging things about, especially being the chair, is like, I feel for people who are complaining, you know, that have live issues. Downtown. But I'm right. also like, you live downtown, you yeah. know? And so I've lived downtown before. I would never live downtown. No. And right. it's not because of music. It's because of 
it is because of music. It is because of music, but it's the street noise. It's all of the drunk people. Yeah, you gotta want that. You gotta want that. If you were living downtown, any downtown, in any city in this country, you know what you're signing up for. But you know, that's for me. That's also part of like the give and the take of a place that gets loved to death, right? And that's every cool place to live gets loved to death. And this is the give and the take of it, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's it's I because people always ask me when they're like, "Oh, you've been here a long time," and and, I'm, and I say, yeah. And they say, what, what do you think of the growth? And I was like, well, I remember what it was like to wait tables in January, mm. you know, nobody 25 was years here. ago. And nobody Ghost was. town. Yeah. yeah even 15. When yeah. I moved here, I mean, you've been here longer, but I moved here from L.A. 15 years ago. And I went right behind the bar and I started waiting tables. Yep. And it was, you know. And after the leaves fell, forget it. Forget, forget it. Hill. Oh yeah, it's like one server Until on. Yeah, March maybe, maybe, April, maybe, maybe. If we're May. lucky. Yeah, yeah April like or May. Maybe it was usually once it warmed up again, and totally. so. You know, and, it, and those of us that have been here a long time, we still remember. I oh. mean, that is that still stings, and right? It, st- it stings, it. And, <laughs> but the interesting thing now, not to get on my high horse about this, but <laughs> back then, the locals, you really treated your locals really well oh, because yeah. the locals kept you going through the winter. Yeah. And the tourists would come and go, and they were great, and they paid everyone's bills and kept everything going. But now there's been like a flip-flop. Because now the it's, tourists are always here. People ask me about that too. Like, how do I feel about the tourists? It's like, well, I have, you know, I know that these small businesses wouldn't be, mm. you know, I'm watching my friends struggle right now that mm-hmm. own businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's part of it. Yeah. And so I'm like, as much, I feel like if you don't have that perspective, right? If you don't know people who are just struggling to make payroll in January right. and February yeah. and trying to not lay people off. Right. Yeah, we're there. I'm yeah. and I'm talking about restaurants and boutiques yeah. and mm-hmm. shops downtown and yeah. like all of these things. I'm just like you you have to understand that that's you can't like it's just a necessary evil. Oh, yeah. And I and you know and that's the thing is like I want people to be able to be we're so fortunate to have so many entrepreneurs here, you know, th- I feel like this is pretty much yeah. a good city for that finding sort of thing. your niche. And oh, part yeah. of that's because this is a bring your own job town. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so you got to kind of find your niche and what you're going to do because, right. you know, the biggest employers are the Biltmore Estate and the hospital yeah. and mm-hmm. the Grove Park. You mm-hmm. know? Well, and, this is another. And maybe not anymore, but it's been like that for, for a long time. time. Mm-hmm. Well, this leads and me to Ingles. another question about the music scene, too. So in your opinion, I've personally been here my whole life, as you know, and I've watched it go from like the music scene being very small to being insanely just overwhelmingly huge now, like to the point where I don't even know all the different amazing talents that live here. Same. And so one thing I'm starting to notice though is, so the cost of living is really high. There's not yep. a lot of places to rent in Asheville. Yep. How, and we, we actually had a couple friends that just moved up here from New Orleans, super talented people. They just couldn't make it work. Like, but yeah. they went they back to, they, they went back to where they're from and they had, they made like $1,500 in a weekend. They were like, well, we're going to have to move back home now. And it bummed me out because I was like, no, stick it out. You're so talented. But at the we, same we time, love you here. Yeah. at the same time, I'm like, but you can leave because it's it's so crowded and so, it's starting to almost feel a little bit oversaturated with mm-hmm. talent. And it's yeah. like, where is the where's the line? Where's the line? And where how do we balance it so that like I don't know? I mean, it, it, do you think, in your opinion, that it's going to get it's gonna the growth is going to expand or are we at our capacity? And it's kind of it's like people are going to be coming and going now. 
that's a good question. Asheville's a unique city yeah. for music in in regards to the fact that you can make a pretty decent living here without having to tour extensively, right? right? Because we have a lot of what totally. I call menu venues, right? Yes. We Places that you can play that are, you know, not not glamorous gigs, but yeah. you know, you're, uh, you're a paid plant, yeah. right? So right, like, right, right. It's like, it's like paid exactly. rehearsal sort of thing, right? Totally, And so yes. when you have the breweries mm-hmm. and the restaurants and mm-hmm. the hotels that are booking these sort of things, right. like there's a lot of opportunity, not to mention the wedding market here is huge. So yeah. like ever, you know, a lot of our friends play in wedding mm-hmm. bands oh, yeah. and those mm-hmm. pay really, really well, oh, yeah. but they should, they normally do. Right and suck your soul, but they, yeah. You play I mean, really how well. many play times really are you well. gonna play Mustang Sally yeah. before you're just it's like, I want to just stab myself in the eye? But um, <laughs> you know what I mean. But um, but no, really, it's like it's this is for a That's population true, of this mm-hmm. size, and that is because of the transient population, right? Yeah. Of the tourists that come in and out. What I see in terms of growth is like these hotels are not stopping, right? right. So each one of those is a new venue, right? right. And if they're booking music four to five nights a week. Mm-hmm. you know, that growth is still going to happen. Yeah. And so, yeah. but you're right. Like there's so, I mean, at one point I feel like I knew probably 90% of the people who played music in yeah. this town. Same, right. And as we were doing events with AMP, you know, pre-pandemic, I always thought it was fascinating that we would do just a networking event. Like it was the thing, like if you moved to town, right. you somebody told you Had about to, AMP and you exactly. should, and they're like, you should go to an event. And every AMP event, there was anywhere from like three to eight people who mm-hmm. had just moved to town mm-hmm. that were working in music in some form or fashion, right. mm-hmm. you know, usually performers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was really interesting. I was like, oh, wow. And now, you know, after, you know, post pandemic or whatever, we're still in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, I see there's so many musicians. I was just like, I have no idea who these people are, Right. you know, um, which is, you know, which is fine, you know, and there's a lot of talent moving here. I don't know. There is an element of like oversaturation that would happen with any place, but I feel like new venues are going to continue to come online. It's true. And so, and also I think it also matters what you do. Right. I mean, and how, how you go about Pacing yourself with it. Yeah. It's all about your priorities when you move to town too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what are, what are you wanting to do? Mm It's like, are you trying to make it quote unquote, you know, like, yeah. Well, um, that's what cracks me up about a lot of musicians moving here to make it. I'm like, you're moving to Asheville to make it. Is that what we are now? Right. And it's not, I I think that the music, but I mean, the music in this part of the world has, is like such a fundamental part it's I mean it's in the fucking it is ground. it's true and then there's also and it has been for a long time for a long time I, for a very long time and i think what's interesting from my point of view as a filmmaker and an actor is the film scene or the you know the independent film scene here in Asheville is growing exponentially mm-hmm. it is. but it's yeah. nowhere near the music scene but like you know I mean, there are a ton of very talented Mm -hmm. filmmakers, some that have been here as long as you guys have been making Mm -hmm, music here, and some that are, you know, 2030s and crushing it, you know? But, you know, there's new film festivals that are popping up, and like... Yeah, it's like an artist mecca, really. It is, that's true, and that's why doing Connect Beyond 
was so brilliant because it's you're really kind of organizing the chaos in a way. Yeah, you know? trying to yeah, right and bringing yeah. in those different the you know authors and visual artists and filmmakers Making and musicians. It all meaningful, yeah, yeah I right? love it. Yes, you're right. I love to do that. I love to connect people, but it's so cool. There's been some really cool things that have come come out of it. Come out of it of just mm. people who've met at Connect, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's really awesome. The last Connect event that we did was an Asian Identity in America event with uh, as part of Amadeus Festival with Asheville mm-hmm. Symphony orchestra in it mm-hmm. it was with kishibashi incredible multi-instrumentalist oh, yeah. this really wonderful filmmaker liz Sargent, uh who's got this great short film take me home that's just been getting all these accolades and has blown up and um yomiko ono who is a woman a professor at western carolina university and mm-hmm. teaches japanese culture and language mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. This, you know, and all all come from different backgrounds, right? And sharing their different experiences of of being Asian in America from past to present and mm-hmm. through and, you, you know, using film and, and, and storytelling and yeah. music as part of that. And Liz was living, Liz Sargent was living in New York at the time. And June, the woman that I work with out in Los Angeles, uh, she flew down. Yeah. She lives in San Diego. She flew up, flew down, and she was blown away. And she's like, the fact that I came to Asheville, North Carolina, for an a- Asian identity. She's Asian, you know, yeah. an Asian identity in America event, and that was so well produced. She's like, yeah. it just blew her mind. And Liz ended up moving to uh, Los Angeles from New York, and her and June have been working together. That's just oh, one, cool. like, that's right here, that's right? So it's like, because I just, yeah. you know. And so Liz was shortlisted for, you know, the Academy Awards or trying to get shortlisted. Yeah. And so June stepped in to help with that, with her connections and, mm. and just, you know. And so, like, that's the thing, right? Is I, I feel like this place draws creatives here. It does. And yeah. it's one of those things, too, is, is just, um, you know, those that move here with the intention of being part of community instead of just take, 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 right? Because mm-hmm. we, those we, are the we, ones who make it, right? right yeah. Because <laughs> when people move here and they're like, I am a big deal, yeah. I am a big filmmaker or a musician or right. whatever, everyone's like, we don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> great. You know, you're a dime a dozen. Like, exactly. you know, no matter how talented you are, there yep. is somebody who is more talented it's than true. you. It's true. So don't be a dick, yeah. right? Join yeah. the community. Yeah. yeah. Join the That's, community, not be like, here I am. Don't everybody rise above it. This is for, like yeah. the yeah. lesson I wish if, you know, how people ask, you like if you could go back in time and tell your younger self like an important lesson to remember for their life and career I feel like that would be a great important lesson to tell all young musician whatever artists filmmakers because truthfully we're making art to make a better world anyway to express our own stuff and give give other people like you know a connection so they don't feel alone so to yeah. speak. I'm, I'm I'm in a memoir writing workshop right now with um with, and it, this is awesome, right? This is part of why I do connect too because I meet all these amazing people. Tim Hernandez, mm-hmm. who wrote All They Will Call You, who's a Connect alum. Oh, okay. Uh incredible author basically and if if you haven't read this book, especially Murphy, you're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. just getting so inspired. Tim, so you know the song Deportee that was made famous by um um, Pete Seeger, it was a poem. Woody oh, Guthrie yeah. made it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Song. Mm-hmm. Joan right. Baez has covered it. Bruce Springsteen. Like yes, everybody. Yes. Well, it's based that on a true story of a plane crash that happened in Los Gatos Canyon that was deporting like 28 Mexicans mm-hmm. and the plane crashed. Mm-hmm. And they named, in the news, they named the pilot and the co-pilot and the flight attendant and the immigration officer and said 28 deportees unnamed and buried them in a mass unmarked grave. Mm-hmm. 
how do I know this? Because Tim heard the song Deportee and was like, I wonder what that's about. And starts doing the research and is like, holy shit, this is based on a true story that happened in 1946. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 48, one of the, you know. And so Tim starts painstakingly researching for like five years the people who were on that plane and that story, All They Will Call You, his book, is about that and about that process and about who the people were. Mm. And now it's like they, you know, they've been all of those names have been recognized on the California Senate floor with Joan Baez and Tim. There's a plaque there. He's getting ready to put about a book out called They Call You Back, which is his memoir mm-hmm. about the process of him doing this research over the years and Ugh. sort of the next chapter. So I I just needed to do something more creative for myself yeah. again. Right. And so I took this class with him. And one of the things we did for the first time around the first class was like why like why are you writing and so I got to you know trying to get back into a regular writing process I was like well if something that I've done can help somebody else then to me it's worth it to write it right because right. it's you know it's like one of two things when I sort of talk about my upbringing and like where I'm from and what what I've been through people are either looking at me and are just like ooh, like pity like oh like are you sure you're okay and I'm like yeah, yeah I'm fi- like I'm fine good. right like right. you know if somebody reads that and it's just like, oh, okay, like my life sucks too. I feel you know? seen. Yeah. I feel seen. Yeah. And you got on the other side of it. And here's, oh, and now I get to learn how you did it to get to this place where you yeah. feel grounded and happy and not crying yourself to sleep every night. Like, cool, I can do that too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's the whole point of art, making well, art. Well, we always yeah. come back yeah. to that, right? Yeah. It's we like do. if you're yeah. making art, if you're like, oh man, I hope people like it or, you know, does this suck? It's like, well, that's not the point. But if you make something and one person gets it yeah, and it resonates and it lands and it changes their life for a positive way, then that's Because one of the things it. you've always said is like, think about the tragedy of if you don't if you didn't do if that if you didn't put your art that's the your, biggest tragedy your, yeah. i always call it like public therapy like if you didn't put your art out and and you didn't touch that one person how that would impact the world right in a yeah. negative way and I, and I go and you know kellen knows this too like i i'm a little even beyond that like i i feel like we're, we're artists we're all supposed to be doing art and you know but i think we sh- i personally believe that love is under attack I feel like, mm-hmm. and I feel like the a direct that directly relates to art being under attack. Mm-hmm. And I think that people should be like, almost from like a soldier mentality, like we should be aggressively loving and aggressively creating art. Mm-hmm. Every time I say that about fight aggressively art, it just it, it always puts a little bit of pause in everybody. Like, yeah. well, is, maybe is, the, he, is he crazy? Well, no, no. it's funny because I was thinking about the term love bombing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? And it was like, because and we use it as a negative term. Right. right? When you're like, oh, he's a love bomber, look out. You yeah. Know? It, it's, uh, you know, if you know this, are we dating the same guy group on Facebook? book it's like oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah right uh whole other tangent we could go off on but um but you know it's like how, why can we make love bombing like a positive thing right yeah. of just like it's so important right now it's and it's just it's so interesting because we're I feel like we're stuck collectively right it's mm-hmm. it's everybody I don't care what side of the political aisle you are on I don't care if you are from the rural south or you are from up north you know, I feel like everybody has the same thing right now and they just want to feel less divided and more connected, yeah. but we don't know how to do that. Yeah. And that's my thing is like art can do that. Yeah. Right. 
it's, it's like the common ground. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's where like storytelling can do that. And it's mm. been around, I mean, and, and you, and you think about the fact, right. Of just nerding out for a minute of just like physically the part of our brain that processes music, for instance, is so deep that it typically doesn't, it, it's, it's not usually affected by brain disease, right? Alzheimer's right. Yeah. And, and dementia and things like that. Beautiful. And yeah. that is because we have, as humans in our evolution, we have, our brains have learned to process sounds in music before language, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. that's something inherent in all, all of, of us, us right? Yeah. So if we can use that, that that is that is that is science, that right? Is science. That's yeah. like a, a good little. Well, Mickey Hart, life. you know, make that. It, it, I mean, I'm a kind of a big Mickey Hart fan, but he his whole thing is we spend nine months of our lives listening to a heartbeat. Uh-huh. That's right. The, yeah. the rhythm of a heartbeat. So the like when you hear people hear. out there who are like, oh, I have no rhythm. Everybody has rhythm because it's inherently put into us for nine months of the year. Mm-hmm. Or nine months, our first our nine first months nine of months our of- life. <laughs> yeah. You said something earlier and I'm about something you were going to ask me, and I'm just going to share this because yeah. one of the most meaningful projects that I've been involved in is the Heartbeat Sessions oh, yes. with Arts for Let's Life. And I think that. you, yeah. I, I, have you been a, be, were you a part of that? Did I you wasn't, ever, okay. I didn't, I didn't get to be a part of it, but we have, Melissa is going to be on the show next. Okay. And well, so, good. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad. Cause I wanted to plug her because Melissa Hyman is just such an incredible human being. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this sort of came about, I had seen the documentary Alive Inside and you know, where this, the, they follow these dementia patients and Alzheimer patients who are nonverbal, uh, or, you know, have some, are still able to speak in some form or fashion, but then they play music and, you know, and I, I did a, I did a TEDx talk on music is essential to life and reached out to the filmmaker and used piece of the film talking Mm -hmm. about how important music is. Right. And I had come into the studio, Melissa was in there for a session and I was just gushing about this. And I was like, we have to, go into nursing homes. We have to play music. We have to do this. We all have to collectively get together. I mean, I was so inspired by this. Mm -hmm. And Melissa was like, well, you know, I work with Arts for Life at the hospital. I work with pediatric cancer patients. And I've had this idea about getting a stethoscope that's got a a microphone in it to record the heartbeats of the kids. Yeah. Right. And I was like, if you can make that happen, I will donate the studio time. I will donate all of it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so... Uh, she did and she made it happen. And so we've done a number of these and, and it's recording the heartbeat of a kid. And then we record, she puts a band together and we record a version of their favorite song and we film it and we give it to the parents. Mm. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's been something that's been part of their recovery or in some instances, the kids have passed on Mm -hmm. and you know, and they have part of their celebration. Yeah. And they, and and they have the heart, the heartbeat is the root of the song. Right. And (laughs) it's just the most, I mean, it's so powerful. It's Mm -hmm. so stinking powerful. It's just like, I mean, you know, that's the power of music. And you yeah. think about that, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you guys are parents. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. Is there anything worse than losing your child? No. No. I, I can't. Or even thinking about it, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's just like, you think about the fact of like, and y- you know, you're talking about their heartbeat. It's like, that's that you will always have that. Mm-hmm. Like you could always just put it on in the very first, like all of them start with like, dun, 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 dun. And then the music comes in and it's just, man, Melissa. Yeah awesome human being. I'm yeah. so glad. Like, I hope, you know, if you are listening to this, that you tune into that one, that episode, because, yeah. you know, she's just, she's so full of life. She, she really is. She's a wonderful human being. And, um, as, as are you. 
and, and I'm this is like yet again another connection that you are involved with that makes the world a better place. On your website, you, the, the like the first line of your bio is basically talking about wanting to leave the world a better place than how you found it. Yep. And yeah. I feel like that's what you yeah. do. And this is part of what makes you so successful as an artist is because your motivation comes from a really good place. Yeah. And I joined this Connect book club uh, that was virtual. It was via Zoom this is during, during, the, pan- during pandemic. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am not a reader, period. I'm not. I am now. Before I joined the book club, like literally I could probably count and maybe two hands that books I read from beginning to end. So you just didn't make time for it. As the much, first right. book in the book club was Propaganda's book, uh, Terraform. Yeah, building a better world. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even own that book anymore because I decided to give it to somebody. Yeah, which which is amazing. Which, I'm so yeah. glad. And I'm that because I was like, you need to read this book. So that was the first. And then of course, think oh again. Gosh. So Adam Grant has a new book out, and Charlie just finished it. My fiance and I'm getting ready to start it, but it's so I already like the few pages I read. I'm super excited about. I've read this book it, several it times. It's so good. Uh, and and it's I, so I talk easy about it to read all the time. Read. I reference every, almost it. every podcast he talks about the ability to think again again. it it, it changed my life there were so many things i mean i could go on and on but there were so many things in my life that were just like this is the way it's always been or i'm this is how i am or this is how this is just how we are you know and then the book changed that so adam grant think again if you're listening this is a great book um and we got into obviously this is just a super fun wait we gotta talk about this one the other dr gilmore yeah which is about two doctors such a um, crazy story and I well, I don't want to give it away. Uh, uh, Benjamin Gilmore. Um, there was a doctor in a North Carolina town and Fairview. Fairview. So, didn't pass. Okay, okay. So yeah, basically, yeah. what happened is Dr. Ben Gilmore took applied for a position that the previous person, Vince Gilmore, had at a mm-hmm. rural clinic in Western North Carolina, and um, who went to prison for killing his father. Right. That's right. Ben starts seeing Vince's patients and gets this picture of this guy who's this incredibly warm human being That's who it. like wouldn't kill a mouse. Axe that killer sort of to really warm, yeah. wonderful and human. So, Giving people free service. Right. Yeah, like trading. Like, yeah, yeah. Anything, right? And so Ben is like, How is it that this, you know, Ben's curiosity was piqued and 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 he's a doctor and he's like, How is this human? you know, capable of this Killing, and this, right? right? So and much so, warmth and then... So yeah, so then he reaches out to him and basically the story is about their relationship together where, you know, without... without Ben finds out that Vince has a diagnosis, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it, But it also, it also explores how incredibly awful the incarceration system, system is yep. and especially with dealing with people with mental health issues yep. and things mm. like that and so it's a it's, so a, it's a not where you think it's gonna go and not at all it's a wonderful read all. it just it's like it just it explodes. so dr gilmore i was lucky enough to do one of these book club sessions yeah. with jessica and dr gilmore was there so dr gilmore suggested a book so basically a brain surgeon suggested 
the master and his emissary. Uh-huh. He, he so offhand mentioned it while we were doing the Zoom session. And I, at that point, I was just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I got to go read this book. This book is about trying to get both hemispheres of the brain to kind of work together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No pun intended. It's a heady book, <laughs> um, but I I haven't finished it yet. But this is one of those I call this one of my forever books. Yeah. yeah. Every month or so, I go in and read a few pages, and it's super heady. Uh, the overview effect. Now, this is another book. If I don't know if you, anyone, if you guys know this book, but the uh-huh. overview effect. It's I ba- do. I do know it's, that. It's, book. it's yeah. another really heavy read. But mm-hmm. we were talking earlier about art and you know how do we bring everybody together and how do we realize that there's we're more alike than we are similar well every single astronaut who's ever been into space and looks down at the planet from this is super nerdy stuff but <laughs> looks down at the earth from space the one thing to over really oversimplify it is they notice that boundaries are man-made when you look at the earth from yes. space and you see it as a yep. very fragile little blue marble with a super thin layer of atmosphere and there's no boundaries and we're all on this very amazing, unbelievable exper- science experiment that turned into the earth. Uh, this That's how you make people realize that we're mm-hmm. all one. So that book is really great. And then this book has just kind of led me on my own, but we were talking a little bit about this too, but Indigenous Continent... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, know if that one. this one's great. So this follows the indigenous population of our country on our continent from right after the ice age to almost present time. And Very it's cool. a really intense read. Um, but we're taught, you were talking about this plane crash, right? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, so here's this song and here's this thing. And there's so many little, like so many little stories out there that get like, they turn into a song and what really happened and what went down there. But you read this book and this book is settling our continent. And like, there's a story in here about George Washington. You think about George Washington, he's on the dollar bill. He's the first president. It's George Washington, man. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell a lie. Right. George Washington, before he was a general, uh, surrounded a group of indigenous population and slaughtered them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, when you're reading that, of course he did, right? Yeah. Of course he did. Of Not course. Surprised. Not yeah. surprised at all. But then, but just that story, that's one for me. I hear that story and I'm like, now I want to know what happened there. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Right. That's the movie I want to make. You know, that, mm-hmm. and that guy became president of the United States. Yeah. Not surprising at all. Right. But anyway, not to go down that rabbit hole, but these are just a handful. I've just, I'm a full on reader. It makes me really happy, right? And that's the thing is like, I love hearing those stories of how people have been impacted by Connect and, you know, and that's, and and it's funny because I, you know, the, it's Maya Angelou says people won't remember what you said or what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's, you know, try to always remember that uh, going into anything that I do and I love the four agreements, right? Mm-hmm. Don Miguel. Mm-hmm. Always. Yep. Yep. It's like the Bible, right? You know, talk about a book that I've bought a hundred times and <laughs> given away a hundred and one yeah. times, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. it's just, it's such a great mm. thing of just, you know, always do your best work. Always be true to your word. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Don't always take anything personally. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. That's always when people are like, what's the one thing you would, that's yeah. one piece of advice I always give young people. It's so It's like hard. you just never understand what other people are going through. No. Yeah. And so, like, don't take it personal when somebody treats you one way or the other. And when we're young, our egos are driving the, 
the vehicle mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of times because we're trying to find our sense of self and who we are. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we kind of get lost in that a little bit. And that is a great bit of advice. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, one of the other questions I have for you is when you look at your whole career mm-hmm. as a entrepreneur, I guess, because by the way, you also, you're just one of those people that does everything and you're like from outer space and you can do it all. But you, I remember uh, when I first met you, Jessica and I have known each other for a very long time. Yes. I don't even know how many years, but um, I was, when I met you, I was like 22 or three or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm much older now. <laughs> so that. am I. <laughs> I'm older than both of you. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we met, uh, I was making my first or my second record. Oh, no, my third record. Sorry. And you you owned houses. Yeah. And you're a landlord, we'll say. Yes. And at that time, you were also doing a lot of stuff. You're also a personal trainer. I am. Yeah. That's, I was an athlete when I was a kid. Okay. Right. right. And so, you know, I was a runner. I, uh, um, was I, I was a baton twirler at the age of six, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's you know, some fantastic uh, pictures of you. Oh yeah, out there. I still yeah. have my batons. They're, they're like I know exactly where they are because I will pull them out Which, as like a party trick. By the way, when is your memoir coming out? Because oh. these pictures should be all through oh, your oh, memoir. Oh, they will be. Okay, good. oh trust me, they will be. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna put some photos in there. Um, but uh, you know, like like so, being active is really important for me, mm-hmm. right? Because it's important for my mental health and realizing yeah, that, right? And right. so then recognizing and realizing one, hey, if I get my personal training certification, this is twofold, right? Like th- if I can teach, then I can, I'll stay in shape because I'm what? being paid to do it, and you're getting paid to do mm-hmm. it, right? Right. That is so. Brilliant. That yeah. is like that is just a little hack, hack with that, right? <laughs> right. One, two. It's another way to help people, right? Because yeah. again, like service is my love language. Mm-hmm. Like I love to. And I love, I, I love to see what it does for people. Right. Yeah. And so I've had like w- worked with someone for years that was a breast cancer survivor, you know, when that had osteoporinia trying to make sure she doesn't advance to osteoporosis. Yeah. And so, you know, working out is like strength training is the best thing you can do for longevity, which is yes. really important. Yes. And so I, if I can help other people do that and have a better self worth and confidence, you know, because they, they feel better, they feel stronger than I, than I enjoy doing it. And it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I've had these like grandiose plans of like growing that business and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and being like, you know, whatever fitness influencer and all that. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, yeah, that's not, you know, and I'm like, yeah, no. And I like, I definitely have like done a business plan and I'm like, yeah, that's not really where I want to put my energy. Yeah. You know, like that just sounds exhausting having to make videos and be like, Hey everybody, know, you know, and right. it's also just not me. And right? energy no. conservation is key. Yeah. Right. And when you're, yeah. it's so oh, true. Yeah. Especially and when we get older, we say yes to everything when we're younger. And then also yeah. we're like, why do I feel like shit all the time? And yeah. then you start to realize for your mental health, right. like we all have. Yeah. yeah. It's good to stay active, but it's also good to binge your, watch television shows. Yeah. Know your limits and your boundaries too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, it's funny. I saw this thing on Instagram and I posted the other day. It's like, shout out to all the people who put all their energy into doing what they have to do and shout out to those who also shut down completely to 
be able to recharge from doing that. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's kind of me, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's surprising. You know, people are always like, I'm surprised you watch TV. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I have to, I have to, Mm -hmm. and I love it. And I love Mm -hmm. the great British bake off. And I love true detective. And I love, I love stories. Like why, why wouldn't getting swept away? Yeah. Yeah. And I just also need to like shut my brain off. Oh, it's part of my decompression time. Kevin makes fun of me, but I watch the same movies like over and over and over again. his His watching the same, like he'll watch Star Wars. I watch times. the Golden Girls. If yes. I'm not reading before bed, I always watch the Golden Girls. I do Star Wars. I don't know yeah. why. Well, it's your thing, right? Yeah. It's your yeah. comfort. Always I, it's has my comfort college, food. like forever. Totally. It's been yeah. that way. I can, I can, I can recite almost every single word of every single episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's funny. We like two nights ago, we got in bed to watch it, and uh, and I said to Charlie, I was like, "This is where Dorothy gets the new author friend Barbara Thorndike," and he goes. Oh my god! I I finally have seen all of these like three times now. Yeah, you no, know? I know. And he's like, yeah. I know this episode. <laughs> We've come you know? full circle. You've brought him to yeah. the dark side or yeah, the light something side. Something sways in Biscayne Bay. You know, like yeah. just like the book titles or whatever. Like, I love that. That's yeah. one of my other. Yeah, that's one of my other favorite Jessica classics is her love for the Golden Girls. Yeah. It's um, one of the best written shows. Okay, let's just talk about it. I like yeah. Cheers. Let's I like Cheers. Yeah. Cheers is up there for mine. Cheers, Taxi. And Three's Company is your other one. Three's Company's pretty good. That's just like fun trash because yeah, it's the right. same episode over and over. Yeah, it's a misunderstanding yeah, yeah. every time. Yeah. So it's really reliable. <laughs> Golden Girls, I mean, that's a the writing is great in Golden Girls because you can have you can laugh your ass off and you can cry. Yeah, that's and true. it was w- way ahead of its time. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. it it totally LGBTQIA yeah. issues. Yeah. It, AIDS. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. 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 Poverty, racial yeah. issues. Like, yeah. I mean, they really, they didn't shy away from having any of those right. mm-hmm. plot lines. And it's fascinating to see that in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I One thing I did at the beginning of the year with uh, in our pod session is I picked a word. We all picked a word that we wanted to focus on. Because, you know, for New Year's resolutions, like, sometimes that's just setting yourself up for failure because mm-hmm. you're like, I want to be the most successful person this year you know to make it more specific to focus on a feeling or to focus on a a word one word and so we picked one word and oddly enough my word was connect oh cool and I I meditated on it a long time because I'm so I don't have tattoos because I'm so indecisive and I change my mind every five Mm -hmm. minutes. So I kept, I had a hard time really committing to one word and I finally landed on connect. And you have to, you know, like embody that word for the year. Yeah. 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 And and then your word was peace. Peace. And so kind of peace, outer peace, global peace, peace, fucking peace. So I didn't give you like a heads up. Give me some aggressively peace, radical peace. Um, If you had to choose one word to encompass your entrepreneur journey, your goals this year, your goals this year. You don't have to say goal. Like if it's yeah, just in general, what word do you strive towards? Mm -hmm. I mean, the first thing I think of is intention or purpose, right? But that's I'm already doing that right mm-hmm. and it's just a reminder to do that and I and I think what I mean with that it's interesting because I have been slammed right and so it's I, I've been traveling a lot I'm gone again tomorrow right so yeah. I mean we tried to schedule this how many times and, I know yeah. and I've been out of town every other weekend or every weekend since January like it's my third time on a plane in 30 days tomorrow right Hustling. so 
Um, no wonder you get to read so much. And so, right? Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. that's my best time. I'll tell that's you what. Travel I, reading. I was my last trip out to LA. I my flight got delayed, and then I was so ready to get on the plane and work for four and a half hours. And we get on the plane, and they're like, "There's no internet." And I brought a brand new book, and I was like, "Fuck yes. yeah. yeah!" So stoked. I was so yeah. proud of myself. Right. Um, but but you know, I think what I mean with that is is that you know I had a friend reach out and was like. Have you like? Did you not see my mom was in the hospital and you know blah blah? And I was like, no, no, I'm sorry, but I've been in my own little world, mm-hmm. you know, because I've just I'm I'm working so much and also yeah. working with people on the West Coast. A lot mm-hmm. of times I'm coming home in the evening from my day job of yeah. running the studio, yeah, and I'm working into the evening having phone calls till eight o'clock at night. Yes. I also so have a partner who is done at five o'clock every day, who also expects me to be present, who yeah. I want to be present for. And I have life responsibilities. I have three dogs to feed yeah. and, you know, and I got to make sure I pay my own bills and stuff yes. like that, you know, like all of that stuff. And so one of the things I was, you know, was I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm home after this for at least a month or whatever. And I was like, I want to make sure that I am being intentional with, who I'm spending my time with. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I was, I just said to Charlie last night and we were sitting in the hot tub and I was like, yeah, my calendar is kind of crazy right now, but it's all people who I want to spend time with, you know? And, and I was like, and I made a list of other people who I'm like, you know, I want to spend time with. That's the stuff that fuels me and, you know, and recharges, you recharges too, Cause you. I was just, that, that leads to my other question. I was going to ask like, how do you recharge? Yeah. I yeah. went to dinner last night with my fiance and we got in the hot tub afterwards yeah. and, you know, and then I read for two hours like and that really, was, well, yeah. and also to what I hear you saying is like, you're in the moment. You yeah. stay in the moment at all times That's it. Yeah, so that you can be intentional and you can enjoy your time on this planet. Yeah. And that's, and that's hard. Like for me, that's, I, I have ADHD. I have been right. diagnosed with it. Right. Yeah. It's uh thank you. Childhood trauma for that. Yep. Um, yeah, but I feel like, that. I feel like it's a superpower. Right. And it's kind of cool because like I didn't, and thank you, Dr. Gilmer who helped me to see that. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause he talks about that in his book. He gets diagnosed as an adult with ADD or mm. ADHD. And we talk about it now cause we're friends and about it being a superpower where, before and you know and that's the thing is like I I know I can be overwhelming if like for my partner even he's like I, you have seven conversations with me at once and for him he's like quiet reserved like and he's yeah. just like what are you talking about are we still talking about I'm like no I moved on to that I'm talking about this now <laughs> that was two days ago and he's like how are you which it was like 10 seconds ago yeah, right? right and he's like you know he's like his brain doesn't work that way right. so I do have a hard time staying in the moment and that is definitely something that I have to really like always constantly work on because it's hard. Yeah. I'm always, I am that person where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do yoga. Cause I know I need this. Yeah. But all I'm thinking about is changing the damn laundry. Oh, I know it. Yeah. You know right? what I mean? My mm-hmm. brain wants to do seven things at once. Mm-hmm. And so I really have to focus of doing that. And I've learned to just like put my phone on, do not disturb. And yeah. You know, you have to carve the time It's like out. meditating. Like, you know, I've, I, I've, ex- I've played with meditating a little bit and people are just like, yeah, when you're meditating, you want to clear your head. Thoughts are going to come in. Just let them come in and then go Pass out. And it's like, but I have a thousand coming in. Like, how am I like, I, that's I, why you need the meditation. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. I and that's it. the thing is like, right. It's like, it's, I'm with you. It's like, I don't meditate. I have. Yeah. I, I have. have. And I've tried. It's always it's, a goal. Right. It's always a challenge, but I know that I get so much out of it. I and know. I had therapy yesterday. I just started with a new therapist and she's pretty awesome. And 
She's like, oh, it was my second meeting with her. And she's like, oh, by the way, each each time we're going to start with some new practice that I'm going to teach you like these things. And so we did a thing yesterday where just sitting, you know, because we used to do this in the book club where mm-hmm. we would have a moment of mindfulness before we started. And it was great for me. And again, it wasn't my idea. One of the other facilitators was like, we should do this because here's me. I'm coming in from the book. I was like, I just done this. I fed my dog. I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm like <laughs> hiding food over here and turn my camera off and eating. Yeah. And so like, you know, I'm still, I'm getting, coming into that club to like doing my brain's going hundred miles an hour and it. just taking the two minutes to just like close your eyes and breathe. It brings you into the space. I'm like, I'm here intentionally mm-hmm. to have a yeah. meaningful conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Being in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And so we just did this thing yesterday where we just crossed our arms and then just um, closed our eyes and then tapped like this. Tapping. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and for me, it was like, it, the two minutes went by so fast and I was just breathing and I was just like, and I was just going in, 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 out, 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 out. But it was like so so, simple. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, you know, and because that she was talking about how that's one of like the earliest moments of us being kids, you're like being in the womb. Right. And like our mother walking and like, boom, Mm. boom, like walking with us and like the back and forth Mm. and the rhythm and the rhythm of the heartbeat. Right. Mm. And that's what this is. Back to the womb. Mm -hmm. And it was so, and it was great because, you know, right before she showed up, I walked down to her office from the studio and sat outside and was drinking a thing and answering a text message to Josh Phillips while also on Facebook. And I was like, you know, doing three things at once. It grounded you. Yeah. Yeah. As an actor, being in the moment is... It's your job. ...is everything. It's just being in this moment from moment to moment. And, you know, when I, as an acting teacher, like, you're talking about how we try to feed into the community. It's like, I'm not trying to make better actors. I'm trying to make better people. Yep. And acting is all about what do you have to do to be a good actor? You have to be in the moment. You have to be present. You have to be really clear about your objectives. You got to know what you want and you got to know how to get them. And you got to realize there's a conflict in the head of you and you have to get over that conflict or remove the conflict. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you just got to look at the person across from you and have a fucking conversation. And that's really it. And so as an acting teacher, if I have people walk out of the room like, wow, I I can put this into my real day life and get really clear about what I want and how, you know, and be in the moment. And I mean, it's crucial. Yeah. And these are these are philosophies I've been studying as a young actor since I was 13. I didn't learn these things. And now I've been teaching them too. like this is (laughs) we're supposed to be in the moment. And now I actually learned what that means. Yeah. Would you say your biggest obstacle has been learning how to harness your energy and 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 focus your energy, or has it been something more tangible like the loss of someone, or you know, not getting to do that thing, whatever? Not enough time in the day, or what? What? Yeah, like basically, what? What do you feel like's or... been your biggest obstacle or setback, and how did you overcome that? I would say what. I mean, there's been a, a number of obstacles, right? You think yeah, about, yeah, of course. But right. I think that one, the reason why I want to share this one is because I, again, it's also I think it's something that would be really helpful for people. Anyway. So what what I will say, one of the one of my biggest obstacles it, it is was being my own worst critic and being so hard on myself, Good right? Mm-hmm. In terms of like needing to be successful and in all of that, and. I, you know, the pandemic definitely, I mean, that put me, that floored me, right? It put me down and meaning that like, 
you know, Connect was, we were like the first big event to cancel in 2020. It was like the best, you know, third year. And I had it all together. I had the most incredible lineup of people, everything. I was selling tickets before I even announced Mm. anything. And I lost a bunch of money. And then during the pandemic, I got COVID and I got really, really, really sick. And I had a long haul symptom that Mm. lasted for like a year and a half you know, it was in my house flooded. My relationship of six years ended abruptly. Like mm-hmm. it was all of these things. And it just like, it kind of broke me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, fuck it. I don't care. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to lean into it. I had leaned into being a hot <laughs> mess. And I got to tell you, it was just like, first it was like just the pandemic happening and how much I was doing and pushing myself and all of that. Like, and I was having some, you know, just health issues and they all, they all went away when the pandemic happened. That was the first thing that happened and where I was like, oh, holy shit, I am, I'm doing myself right. a disservice by always needing to be so successful pushing, pushing, and pushing, 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 yeah. pushing. And I was like, fuck this because, you know, now I don't have this chest pain anymore. Mm-hmm. That was just like yeah. the most random thing. And was just like, it just stopped. It brought awareness into your body. Yeah. yeah. Having to, and I was yeah. like, you know, and again, it's like you were talking about this Murphy, but it's like, you know, sometimes we teach best what we most need to learn. Right. Oh, yeah. It could be a, so, you know, we always talk about balance, right. In life. And it's just like, and it, I don't think it's necessarily work life. It's just like balance. Right. It's just like, we're all good and we're all bad. And so yeah. this, the easy, the, 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 the sooner we can accept that I have days and it's funny cause I have days where yes, I will get done in a day. What takes some people a week to do, yeah. right? I know yeah. how to effectively manage my time, really efficient. I know how to structure things and, and that'll be great. And then the next day I'll get fuck all done. Yeah. Like right. Nothing. Right. Balance. I will be balance is key. And I don't beat myself up no, over that anymore. No. And I used to, because I'd be like, uh, this or, can wait one day. Yeah, yeah. Or here's the thing. Sometimes that happens two days in a row. And I'm not, I don't beat myself up. I, in the past, you asked me about that five years ago. Yeah. I would have been so, I would have been like, no, you get your ass home and you work until yeah. 10 o'clock at night. And then you take, a, or, you know, yeah. 11 o'clock and your then you take a muscle driver. relaxer because yeah. you got to get up again at like 6 a.m. Right. Do it all again. And now I'm just like, meh. Nah. And I, and I'm more quick to recognize this isn't, doesn't serve me. Yeah. Right. right? And yeah. then I'm like, I need to get outside. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And recognizing and realizing that if something's not working for me, stop forcing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Think again. Think again. And that's, and that's the thing is like, you know, Charlie and I, we have the, we had, the, we had this conversation last night and I said, you know, I'm grateful that I had those experiences and all of that, because I'm just like, now when that happens, if I don't get something done, then I'm like, it's fine. If, you and know? I'm not going to waste my energy yeah. on that one And being thing. upset right. with myself over something that I can't control. Yeah. And I'm going to adapt, improvise, and overcome it. Yeah. And it's not going to be as great, but that's okay. Yeah. I know. Because this is part of it. It's yeah. a serenity life. prayer. It's this a serenity life. prayer. I feel yeah. like that's part of the wisdom, too, that comes with aging. Because I, I remember being like that when I was younger, being like, everything has to be this. Like, you almost have, like, this OCD. And maybe it comes along with being attention deficit also. Mm-hmm. I, Which we I, all I, are. We all in this room are. But, like, I I definitely had that, like, pressure that you put on yourself, really. Yeah. And then you, you, you get to a point where you're like, fuck that. I'm not going to do that to myself. I'm going to take it as it comes, and I'm going to do the best I can do. 
Yeah. And that's all you can really do. Yeah. And right? be grateful. Yeah. Be grateful and focus on the gratitude each day. Yeah. Well, and we're, none of us are defined by one thing that we've mm-hmm. done, right? Mm-hmm. One action, one choice we made. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I always think is really important, right? When we look at other people and think about those things, it's just like, you know, if, if somebody, I think about that when somebody's being a shit in yeah. some form or fashion, you yeah. know, and I think about like, I have no idea what led this person to this, right? This is, mm-hmm. this is one of the reasons why I think everybody should wait tables at some point in their life. You know how some countries, I wrote that down. You know how some countries have people like you have to, if you're you in the military. military service, yeah, yeah, like years. every single person should have, have to, wait, to tables do wait tables because you learn, it should be straight. community service. It should be because you learn a lot about human behavior. Mm-hmm. People have different driving forces for why they do things. And a lot of times when somebody's a rude and mean to a server it's usually because they don't have any power in their life they feel yeah. powerless yeah. in their life totally. yeah. and this yeah. is like this interaction is where they feel like they have some control and some power mm-hmm. and as much as you know you should never treat people poorly but if you can recognize like maybe this is the only place that this guy is getting to do that is getting yeah. to do this yeah. and so you know that's again it goes back to like the, the importance of that you know understanding other people's stories and what yeah and having compassion it's not it's yeah also having compassion having compassion for others but also ha- it's so important to have compassion for yourself because mm-hmm. you have to remember that like to some people sure you may be they may look at you like such an asshole whatever and then to another person you might be a hero you might yeah. be like the best thing in the world and at the end of the day everyone has a different perspective of who we are right and we just have to be kind to ourselves so we can yeah. be kind to everybody else too yeah i mean Ooh. and that's that's the thing it's so hard it's it's we're our own worst critics and the minute you can spend some time you know accepting yourself for that it you know just being who you are and so true you know and you're in and also you know i was talking to my friend elizabeth garland i don't know if you know her you should definitely have her on the show she's slay the mic media oh yeah she's brilliant you know she's got her own studio and she works with a lot of the youth and and uh she's been doing some work with bet she's just she's amazing um and so we were talking about this because she's like, yeah, I've said yes to a lot of things recently. And so now I'm like taking inventory of what I've said yes to to make sure that I have the capacity to do these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, and take care of yourself. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, because you're a human being, not a human doing, right? Yeah. And I, I just love that saying, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because it's just like, you know, I love, I love doing. I do. I love doing. I, I love, I love, it's funny because it's like. When I love to putz around the house, which yeah. means like I'm doing stuff around yeah. the house. Oh, yeah. But it's just like Charlie's like, I'm going to go skating. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to putz, <laughs> you know, but it just like makes I'm 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 like cleaning and I'm doing stuff and putting stuff away or I'm whatever. Gonna clean surfaces. But That's I, always mine. But I love but it's like it makes me happy. Right. Yeah. To just like putz, you know, and I, so I love doing those little things, but none of it's stressful. And I'm like, yeah, if I sort of half ass my cleaning in my house, which I do a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like, like a meditative. Yeah. yeah practice yeah. to do those to, to putts yeah you know what you call me <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much, Jessica Thompson, for joining us today. Uh, it's been wonderful chatting with you. You too. Um, we'd love to have you back again, maybe check up with you and see yeah. what you're doing. Well, people can find you online. Yeah, I'm, I'm so easy to find. You are. <laughs> JessicaThompson.com. Yeah, there. Yep, yeah, websites. Can, yeah, I got a website. You can go to connectbeyondfestival.com, Echo yes. Mountain.net. Like any of those things will get you to She's me. everywhere. I am. All right. Cool. Thanks well, for th- being here, Jessica. Yeah, absolutely. My buddy from. Yeah, uh, we go way back. Kel- yeah. Kellen almost started my house on fire. That's I a story did. for another time. <laughs> She's good at that. Yeah, um, I love you. I, by the way, I just found the Valentine that you gave me. Aww. I literally just found it yesterday. That's so, see? It I know. All, it's-
like it's so funny. Connected. Yeah, we are. Love you. Love thank you, you for joining. <laughs> love you guys. So much love. Valentine's Day was yesterday. Um, thank you for joining us for this episode of Head in a Box and enjoy the journey. We have some events coming up that we wanted to share with you. I'll be playing down at the Black Mountain Center for the Arts on March 9th. It's a Saturday at 7 p.m. Tickets will be $20. I'll be playing acoustic with my buddy Aaron Price on keys and whatever else he chooses to play that day. Uh, on March 16th, I'll be at Owen High School for an Owen High School fundraiser for the theater department is doing uh, the production of Mamma Mia and they're trying to raise some funds. So be sure to check that out. Um, and on March 16th at the Actor Center of Asheville, we'll have the lovely Alexandra Wingo teaching a Shakespeare workshop. Uh, that'll be at 10 a.m. It's part of our once a month uh, workshop series that we do each month. Also on March 15th, you can catch Kevin Patrick Murphy in an Apple TV series called Manhunt about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. And Murphy will be playing Luther Baker. He's in a few episodes. It's very exciting. Be sure to tune into that. As always, you can find more information about what's going on in our collective creative lives uh, on actorcenterofashville.com. Uh, our Instagram pages, Head in a Box, Kellen Watson, Tech Asheville. We keep all those up to date. And, of course, always tune in to Head in a Box. And be sure, if you haven't already, to follow, like, share. Help us get the word out there. 